0: What our theme implies, Ebenezer, hitherto, the Lord has been with us. When their children will ask them, what is the meaning of the stone? They will answer, that hitherto, the Lord has been with us. In the message Bible, it says, this marks the place where God helped us. Now, I hope you have been given the background of what happens in chapter 7 of 1 Samuel. Now, this is the place, as you can see from my slide, this is in ancient Israel, between Mizpah and Shen. This is where the Israelites, And the Philistines were congregating. Now, this is the modern, it's not very clear, but this is the modern place in modern Turkey. That's where this event took place. And as you can see from the caption of my slide, it is the place of turning defeat into victory. This is exactly What the children of Israel did, they turned defeat into victory. Twenty years ago, from this time, in chapter 7, the Israelites were fighting their enemies, the Philistines. And they were defeated. And one Bible commentator says, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 10, the Israelites were defeated by the Philistines. And about 30,000 foot soldiers were defeated, were killed. Only foot soldiers. We are not told about the other ranks of the army but this was as one bible commentator says this was the mother of all defeats of the children of israel and from that time they have been struggling against their philistines for about 20 years but where we read in chapter 7 of first samuel they have they are their defeat into victory. In, in verse 10, as Samuel was offering the burnt offering, the Lord was pleased about them. One thing that they did, they confessed to God. They turned to God for help. We read in verse 10. Now, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But, somebody says, but, the Philistines were advancing towards them. Samuel is offering a burnt offering to the Lord. The Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the philistines that day and so confused them that they were overcome before israel israel cannot boast that we have won the war against the philistines praise the name of the lord it was god who made it to thunder now this thunder now, there is a Jewish historian called Josephus. He sheds a lot of light in what happens or what happened. He says in his commentary, Josephus says, These thunder were not heard by the Israelites. It was only heard by the Philistines. In other words, this thunder was only heard in the temple of the enemy. Josephus continues in his commentary. And he says, Be beyond, besides the thunder, the place where the Philistines army was standing was shivering and they were so afraid in fact josephus if you read his commentary about first samuel chapter 7 he says it appears that also their hands were disabled they could no longer handle the sword and the only thing that they could do was to flee praise the name of the lord the lord has caused it to thunder We are here today. See Milapa. See Miriam. See Milapa. See Now, if you think we speak in tongues, no, we speak not speaking. We say we are here. We are shouting. We are proclaiming the victory because the Lord has caused it to thunder. I don't know how many times. Did the Lord cause it to thunder? To your enemies. The Lord does not sleep. The Lord does not slumber. I don't know how many times the Lord has caused it to thunder to your enemy. Not enemies in the flesh, obviously. We are here. Today we have been hearing messages of Ebenezer. We are grateful to the Lord. Doris Day says, Gratitude is riches. Complaint is poverty. When we thank God, we become enriched. Right? And, we choose, as has says, has said, we choose. It doesn't matter. Oh, it was uh, Sister Buchilo. We choose to end this year with a grateful heart. Maybe things did not go your way this year. Maybe we can look back and say, but this and that and that did not take place. But let us choose today that we are ending this year with a grateful heart. An anonymous author says, the ungrateful heart is always empty. No matter what it has. But the grateful heart is always full. No matter what it does not have. We are choosing today. I am choosing today to end this year with a grateful heart. There are certain things that I thought would take place this year. Maybe they have not taken place. Mount Everest is the highest peak in Asia. People go there and they climb the mountain. Some succeed, some do not succeed. In this true story of people who came from all over the world to climb Mount Everest, to be at the apex of this mountain as they prepared themselves they took their things to help them to climb the mountain and there were storms they could not climb the mountain and the tour guide advised them that let us go back lest some of us are going to perish they called off the tour And they went back to their mountain, to their hotel. Now, in this little room where these tourists were, this tour guide, before he addressed them, there was a big picture of Mount Everest at the back on the wall. Before he could say a word. He turned to the mountain. To the picture of the mountain. And he says. We have failed to conquer you. Today. You have conquered us. But that is not the end of the story. We shall return. We will come back. Today, you are the winner. Today, you are the victor. But we will come back. We will conquer you. People's church, there are certain things that Mount might have conquered us. Maybe like Mount Everest. Somebody shout hallelujah. We will. We shall. Return. This was not my message actually. It was a very long introduction. (laughs) Right. Now this is my message today. I wish. To bring. A message. Of unity. A message. Of. Kingdom-mindedness. This is not in a very short space of time. This is not the only place where I shared this message. I shared this message at Cornerstone. I shared this message at a Generation Leadership Academy. And I felt that I wish to share this message with you today. The message... It's about the power of unity. This message is about when we are united, nothing will overcome us. This message is about when we are united. I'm not talking about uniformity. I'm talking about unity. When we are united, nothing will conquer us blessing you right i want to pour my heart today to the church as far as the power of unity and kingdom mindedness david says behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren for the church for people's church to dwell Together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, or the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. Verse 3 It is like the Jew of Hammon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for they the Lord commanded the blessing. Life forevermore. Now, this psalm, Psalm 133, it falls in the category of the songs or the psalms of accent. Now, the psalms are categorized. There are psalms of praise, psalms of thanksgiving, lament, psalms, and so on. So from Psalm 120 to 124, these psalms are called the psalms of accent. Now, ascent, not accent. Ascent. Ascent means to go up. Now, These Psalms, now the Jewish people sang Psalms at various festivities at various occasions. Now these Psalms were sung by pilgrims. People who went on a pilgrimage. They went to Jerusalem. They went to the temple from all over Israel, or Palestine. Maybe, not maybe, also from the neighboring countries. They went on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Especially the feasts of Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. That's where you have each and every Jewish believer going there. Now, they sang these psalms or songs of ascent, meaning to go up. Now, geographically, the city of Jerusalem, those who have been to Israel, the city of Jerusalem is elevated. It's like on a mountain. So, it is somehow befitting that they sang these songs as they were going up. The songs, the Psalms of Ascent. As they were going up, they were singing these songs. Geographically, as I said, Jerusalem is elevated. It is on a mountain. But, These pilgrims on a pilgrimage, they sang these songs from different cities, different villages, different towns. And as they were singing these songs, it was not only a geographical matter that they are ascending, but they were singing these songs. Who knows that some of them where they came from they faced all sorts of challenges but now they are not necessarily going up geographically but they are going up to the city of Jerusalem the city of David the city of God now the Jewish people had their own way of categorizing people categorizing places for instance the, in, in, in Palestine, Galilee was called the Galilee of Gentiles. It is the most unholy place in Israel. Judea, Jerusalem, and the temple was the holiest place. Not only in Palestine, but throughout the world. They thought that that's where God dwells. But also the people. People were categorized. The most unholy people were the slaves. The Gentiles. But the most holy person was the high priest. So they had their own way of categorizing things and people. So now. As they were going up the city of Jerusalem. Spiritually, they were saying, we are from the low-lying areas. We are from the valley. We are from a place of struggle. Maybe some of them, they have encountered all sorts of problems. But now, they are going up. They are going up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem and jerusalem it's not only a city but jerusalem is a place of encounter it is a place where they are going to encounter god and as they were singing these psalms, they were encouraging one another we are going to the city of god that's where we are going to encounter god that's where we are going to come to the very presence of god that's one interpretation the other interpretation is that these psalms, these songs of ascent were written by David just before his coronation, before he was made a, a, a king, crown king by the entire 12 tribes of israel we know that david struggled against saul he was a fugitive he was a refugee and when he came after the death of saul he was not recognized by all the tribes the Jewish army generals paid allegiance to the northern tribes, the ten tribes. Only the tribe of Judah and Benjamin recognized David. And David now is writing this psalm or psalms, the psalms of Of ascent. He is actually saying to the other tribes, let us ascend, let us put aside our differences. I was not, when Samuel came and he anointed me with the horn of oil i was not anointed to be the king of two tribes i was anointed a king of israel let us ascend let us go over mediocrity let us go up and put aside our differences. Now why? Why is David saying this? It's not because of power. It is because there is a mission that God has called Israel to fulfill. Let us leave our mediocrity. Let us leave our petty politics. Let us leave our differences. The Lord has called us. David is writing to them. As we ascend, let's put around besides, behind us, our differences. And David is saying, let us focus on the mission it was there when I preached this message at Cornerstone. The very same message. For in case you think, okay, he's getting at us. No, 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 no. I'm not getting at you. No, 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 I preached this message at Cornerstone, and I told them, I feel in my spirit, I feel that the Lord is on our sight. I told them, I feel the eight churches. That we said, we are going to plant before 2030. It is a reality. It is going to take place. I called all life groups. I called all ministries. Let us join together. The Lord is on our side. The mission is big. Within only a month, two pastors joined us at Cornerstone. And I said, look at what the Lord is doing. Look at what, let us put aside. Our pettiness. And let us. Let us. Build. The church of God. I wanted to be with the reflectors. As they had their bride. When was that? Last Wednesday. I was not there. But I sent them a video. A video clip and I told them. We are here. To build the church of God. If you as reflectors have to think and pray about something is how can we? How can we be part of what God is doing in this church? Amen. Now let us, left with a few moments, let us get to the meat. Let's get to the text. Let's get. To what David is saying. In these three verses. Behold. How good. And pleasant. It is. For brethren. To dwell together in unity. He's not here to Israel. Israel listen to me. Behold. Now when you hear the word behold. Even in the New Testament. Jesus verily verily I say to you. Something very significant is coming. Behold. Listen. Lend me your ears. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, there are things or certain things that are good but they're not pleasant. Now, this church has has some health fanatics. They run Comrades marathon, they run chasing the wind. They go to the gym. Good. One day we'll be there also. (laughs) One day we are also following. But to go to the gym, when you go to the gym or go to an event such as the ones I mentioned, it's good. But it's not pleasant. You're not singing hallelujah as you go to the gym. It's, it's hard. It's, 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 not, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not pleasant. It's good, but it's, not ple- it's good for your health. And at the same time, there are certain things which are pleasant, but they're not good. Some of the people eat junk food I don't know. Spatl Lessibija angmo. Kota. Banichao. When you have it stuffed with an egg, with viana, with with cheese. Ah. And when you, you, you take it, eh? <laughs> Pleasant. But it's not good. Things that are good, not pleasant. There are things that are pleasant, but not good. But David says, church unity, tribal unity, to stand together. He says, it is good and it is pleasant. In other words, when we are united as the church it's good and it's pleasant and he goes ahead he likes he likens the unity that is stated in verse 1 he says it is like precious oil upon Aaron's head that is in verse 2 this unity it is like pleasant oil. It is like anointing oil that is poured on the head of Aaron. I want to shift aside this head thing. It doesn't belong to the sermon outline. It belongs elsewhere. But this unity, David says, it is like oil, anointing oil. Where does it start? It starts on the head. It is poured on the head. I'm going to talk to to our leaders about this. That's where it starts. According to David, the the, the oil is poured on the head of Aaron. Now, the, the oil, the the the, the precious oil he's talking about in that particular culture. When a visitor came, they refreshed them by anointing them with oil. Unity refreshes. When the church is united, when the family is united, there is freshness, there is vibrancy. There is joy. When we do things, we have that fragrance. This precious oil, it has also good fragrance. In the heat of Jerusalem or Palestine, when a person comes into your house and you anoint them with oil, you give them fresh fragrance. And I believe a church that is united gives fragrance to the Lord. Somebody shout the name of the Lord. When we bring praises, when we bring glory, when we exalt him, it is like fragrance to the Lord. It is like oil that is poured on the head of Aaron. But this oil doesn't stay there. Sure. Leaders, I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. It goes down. It goes down. What is on the head goes down. What is on the head is impacting the body. It cannot stay there. It, it goes down. It flows down. Down the beard of Aaron. Now, Aaron represents the priestly order. Now, Aaron was the first priest. But, here, this analogy of David, it's like the priestly order of the children of Israel is demonstrated. The priesthood of the children of Israel, priesthood means accessibility. Priesthood means you have access to the presence of God. The universal priesthood of the children of God. There is no one who does not have access to the presence of God. But now, also, priesthood means mediatorship. Each and every one of us has a priestly calling. Accessibility. You have access to the presence of God. To the very presence of God. When Jesus died, the veil between the holy place and the holy, divided into two, which meant you have now accessibility to the holy of holies. But also, it has to do with mediatorship. There is no one in the church who is a spectator. You have a priestly calling. Find something to do in the church. This oil flows down the beard of Aaron. I told the reflectors in my video clip, there are so many unchurched people. There are so many lost people. There are so many de-churched people. De-churched means there are people who have lost interest in the church. And we are here to go in a priestly calling and ministry. Call them. But also, David says this oil runs down Aaron's garment. The garment represents the body of Christ. We are people's church. We are the local expression of the church of Jesus Christ. We are not only assemblies of God. We are not only Pentecostal, but we are the local expression of the church of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking to the church of Jesus Christ this morning. And the body of Christ here should make a difference where we stay. But now, it goes down. This oil, it goes down, drips to the ground. And the ground talks to us about the calling of the church. The mission of the church. The vision of the church. The oil does not end in the body. But the oil drips down to the floor. Our calling, it's not only to be expressed in these four walls of the church. We have a calling. May God richly bless us. May we reflect on the fact that we are not called to only congregate and praise God to bless each other but that we are called as the church to make a difference in the world. Verse 3. David goes ahead in verse 3 using another picture, another analogy. Analogy. This unity is like dew on top of Mount Hammon. Now, Mount Hammon is the tallest mountain in northern Israel. This is somehow a dryish mountain. At night, Mount Hammon is covered in dew. And in the morning, when the morning comes, Mount Hamon and its dew, melts and the dew becomes water and the dryness, the dry plants, the trees, the vegetation, the grass is watered and revitalized by the dew of Hemon. In other words, David still talks about unity here. he says unity it's like dew that is found on the mountain of Hammon. The mountain of Hammon is dry but when it has dew, there is hope the dew is going to make the dryness to dissipate if... The church is united. We are going to turn dry places into life. We are going to turn disappointment into hope. When the church is united, we are going to turn seekers into disciples of Christ. When the church is united, like the dew on the mountain of Hammon, each and everything that is dry is going to be revitalized. It's going to turn into life. Praise the name of the Lord. The brokenness will be mended. Those people who have lost hope, hope will be restored. The theme of David is unity. How good and pleasant for brethren to dwell in unity. Lastly, he says, Amen. This is a place to shout. (laughs) (laughs) There! There, where there is unity. There, where there is unity. In the NIV, the Lord bestows his blessing. Somebody shout the name of the Lord. We have no option. There is no option as people's church. In the Amplified Translation, the Lord has commanded his blessing. Contemporary English version. That is where the Lord has promised his blessing. The Lord will command his blessing. Just like just like the oil that is poured on the head of Aaron it comes down. It flows down. Just like the dew of Hammon, it melts down. It comes down. The blessing of God will come upon this church. There the Lord commands his blessing. When we are united, when we are speaking in one voice, when we have the same mission and vision, when we say this is what the Lord has called us to do, when we are united, the Lord commands his blessing. I'm looking forward to that time when the Lord will command his blessing on us. And he says, life forevermore. (laughs) Sure. The Lord does not only command his blessing. But we will become a life-giving church. Life forevermore. It's not Zuen. It's not biological life. It is that we will become a life-giving church. When we are united. I want to pray today as the worship team comes to the front. We must pray today that God is calling us. As I tell, I told you, I did not preach this message here. I preached it in certain places. I preached it to my team at Reaching a Generation Leadership Team. This past week, I was in Congo DRC. And we are just going through the francophone market and how the people embrace god's vision and i said we are going to be united and god is going to do exploits in our midst let's stand on our feet we are going to pray as the worship team gives us a song thank you jesus your grace has found me just as i am